0: welcome to the nothing in particular show where you sit down with a beer cup of coffee or a great glass of wine and have an entertaining discussion with your new besties travis cody and breezy weeks what will we talk about today nothing in particular or whatever is top of mind hello and welcome to another episode of the nothing in particular show this is travis cody and breezy weeks what's up breezy
1: Hi, how are you today?
0: I have big news. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you watch Ellen today? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Because there was some band named Panic at the Disco <laughs> that was not on there because someone else was. who <laughs> was way better <laughs> and way less scandal. They're scandal free compared to Panic at the Disco's ongoing scandals. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I just have one question. So, I don't know how, but they found me was on Ellen. And is it true that Ellen was a meanie? Was she mean? No. What? No. Well, we. You tell me the media is lying to me that Ellen is a meanie behind the scenes.
1: We didn't actually get to go to the studio because of COVID, and you know, production LA is still.
0: She wasn't a virtual diva. Yeah.
1: which was kind of a bummer because I've been to the Ellen show before um, when he was with panic of the disco and um, she is nice. And she gives a really awesome swag bag too. So
0: nice. (laughs) Well, I have been to the Ellen show twice and I have actually been on the Ellen show.
1: I know you,
0: you have your stories. Share my stories. That's a story for another day. Well, I have to say she was nice. Ellen was nice. It's all, It's all rumor and conjecture. I think it's jealous people trying to tear down. You know, as uh, as they used to say in Hollywood, there's two ways to have the biggest building in town. It's just focus on building your own building or you can spend all your time tearing everybody else's down. And I would say the vast majority of people who are not famous spend all of their time tearing everyone else's building down. And then they get mad because they're like, but how come no one's paying attention to my building? Because you have a building. You haven't even started building anything. All you're doing is tearing everybody else's building down.
1: Yeah. Plus, you know, there's I can't speak for everybody. I don't know the personal stories, but work is work, you know. And when you're at work, everyone thinks like when you're filming, it's really a lot of fun. And it is compared to some other jobs. It can be a really fun environment, but it's not always fun. You're still working. And and those people, you know, running production, like take it serious.
0: Well, it's not only that, but it's the fact that like this whole story with like Ellen being mean and people being treated unfairly It's like there's a thousand people that works for the Ellen show. I'm going, Oh yes, I'm sure Ellen knows all thousand people and is directly responsible. Yeah. But your name is on the show, please come on. That's about as dumb as going to the Patriots football team and like I don't know. The wide receiver robs a bank, and they go to the head coach and arrest him, going, "You, well, it's your team. Your team. You should have known he was going to be robbing a bank. How like he doesn't know? Right?
1: Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. So just, just because that that might exist, it's not like all on her. I mean, she doesn't know everything that's going on, and and I think as soon as she did knew what was going on, she, you know. Took care of it and stuff so yeah. and, and that's what you want just to because
0: alan has a, the, the the motto be nice and kind to everyone does not mean that the 563rd person who's getting paid 18 dollars an hour living in la and is basically homeless on that job doesn't mean that they have the capability to be nice all the time right Yep. anyway well that was fun <laughs> did you get so did you get a virtual swag bag this time around or was there no swag because you weren't in person no swag oh man maybe another time so glad we're at the end of this nonsense we can get back to live events I'm in Vegas and then they said in two weeks they're actually reopening our live events so Cirque du Soleil the residencies are going to reopen so excited
1: that's exciting yeah I mean I've heard a little bit from
0: you forget like yeah. this whole idea of going out and doing stuff and now that it's reopening i always want am i going to be in the habit of nothing being open so i'll just forget <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah. i've been out of my house in six months everything's been open for a year oh i just got in the habit of not going anywhere
1: yeah i heard different places are trying to open up like if i heard uh new york might be trying to do some like um open outside kind of concert uh they call it a music festival throughout the summer leading into fall and it's just like having a lot of different artists perform for you know this long amount of time calling it like some type of a festival i don't remember the name of it but um and they'll be like performing outside or small clubs and stuff with limited capacity so i hope Fine. so cross our fingers yeah
0: yeah yeah and then your hubby's back on the road again you're gonna go back to being a Single mom, nine months out of the year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully now we can have the ability where we can um, go and, and see him more on tour. That wasn't really a a lot of a possibility back in the day. Um, just it wasn't really that type of environment to bring kids hanging out on a tour bus and. It wasn't like our scene, you know. Like we weren't, we weren't the boss of that whole, um,
0: you know, situation. So we couldn't just like now that you are.
1: Yeah, we couldn't you, make those you type have of the, decisions. You have
0: the family fun tour bus all plotted out. It's like the double decker.
1: Oh yeah, we have we have ideas. Like the little
0: kids' playroom upstairs, <laughs> jacuzzi in the master bedroom downstairs. <laughs> I mean,
1: right now it works out pretty good because the kids are still doing virtual homeschool, so. um uh, there is a local school in, in, in here in Utah, um, in our area, who's going to also continue doing that, even when schools do go back in person. Wow. Yeah, that they're going to give an option if students want to do virtual homeschool, um, you know, indefinitely. So blessing might- for the
0: socially awkward everywhere.
1: <laughs> I you mean- don't have to go and talk
0: to people. Yes, this is perfect. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. We've been open for the most part here. Um, Utah didn't have as many cases as a lot of places. I mean, we had we had some months that were a little iffy, but, um, you know, for the most part, things were open, just not concerts and shows yeah. and theater. And, you know, all those. my
0: parents were down in uh, central Utah and they didn't really close down anything at all. Everybody had masks, but yeah. everything was still all the restaurants are still open. Theater, movie theater still open. Everything, everything was open. Yeah. It's like they're just doing their own little thing there. Everybody else is locked down. They're like, what's the deal? Don't understand.
1: Even massaged here. Even massage.
0: So <laughs> massage got shut down in Utah, too.
1: No, it's it was. Well, I mean, it was everything was initially shut down those first couple months or months, you know, but then they reopened and schools pretty much been reopened. Yeah. But do you have to wear a
0: mask when you go get a massage? So, I mean, going to the gym with a mask is annoying enough, but being like, face down with like mask smashed in your face like you right. pass out you suffocate so um I see the
1: same massage therapist you know we, we have our favorites you know so if our listeners don't know, Travis was also a massage therapist, as was I. And Cat's we get... out of the bag now. <laughs> Travis used to be my favorite massage therapist. We used to work on each other massaging um, at work. Totally. You know,
0: I was going to um, say that almost did not sound like the right way. there. <laughs> professional well, environment. And I used to work on massage each other. Wait, at work. At work. Wait, no, wait. That's even
1: worse. That's the type <laughs> of that's the type of wordy we use, you know, the massage people. But um you get your favorites, you know. So I have my own massage therapist that usually works on me. At a place locally here um and so I, I trusted him um i know his wife and she's pregnant and they were they're very careful with all the stuff with COVID going on so his clientele um was pretty limited and he was just being very careful so i wasn't too you know worried about him however he does work in a facility at a, at a you know company and nice, um ma. yeah they they were really good they uh you you know you make your appointment when you show up you call from the outside they let you you know let you know when you can come in you you obviously have a mask you walk in They temperature check you like right at the door and then you fill out your paperwork that you need to fill out and then they even like take <laughs> you actually have to take your paperwork with your own hand put it in your file <laughs> and they take your pen and clipboard and sanitize it and then, <laughs> and then you know take you immediately to your room and then what he told me is that they allowed more extra time in between massage to sanitize the rooms and clean everything and just air them out. Cause you know, us back in the day, they just back to back. They, you know, switch, you, sure, yeah, you.
0: just switch the sheets and you're ready to go. Yeah. So here's the funny thing though, about all the sanitation stuff, like everybody's like everywhere you go, Oh, I got to do hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer. Okay. Well, hand sanitizer, like the main thing is, is alcohol.
1: Mm-hmm
0: alcohol does not kill a virus yeah um. it kills bacteria but it's just funny everybody's like scrubbing everything down hand sanitization. And i'm like and that's awesome and if is here it does nothing mm-hmm. yeah but this is the thing was so crazy to me when they went all crazy on the um they had the sanitizing stuff where i was like I don't know. Anyway, we get into it. I just—it's always yeah. funny when they're like the science, the science, the science. And I was like, <laughs> but alcohol. I—I'm confused. Are we—we we fighting in the bad? I, you know, on yeah. the other hand, I guess we're—we've—we've we've got less bacteria, so that's good.
1: I guess, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so you know, so when you go for this particular place, you do show up with your mask. You usually start depending on what type of massage you're getting. Um, I usually get like you know, deep tissue or cupping. I'm a big fan of cupping massage. What? Um, which I haven't posted any pictures because I'm afraid some people might get a little freaked out <laughs> freaked by out. it. <laughs> All but right, well
0: explain cupping yeah. for people who don't know what that is.
1: Yeah, so cupping massage, um, I I haven't actually trained in it, but I am I think I might try to get my own kit and, and learn. But now it, I think it comes back to, uh, I should like probably Google this, but it's probably the Asian culture is probably where it originated from. Um, the original way I think they would do was they take these glass like jar- they look like round like kind of jars that are open at the top. They usually heat them and then they stick them on your skin, and then that pulls your skin kind of. Up into that cup a little bit as it's sitting there for a while, and then it's also drawing detox—you know, kind of detoxing you, drawing toxins out of your body—and then also just really relieving your muscles. Um, I haven't had that real one with the heating the glass jars. The one that they do a lot of these places is they use silicone ones, so which is a little less intense. I'm a little scared of the the heated cup ones. I haven't haven't really done that yet. You really need someone who's skilled in it, but the silicone ones are pretty cool because uh, they suck on there on your your skin, same kind of idea, but they can also slide uh, across your body if you have oil on your body. So it's like this sliding massage sensation as it's kind of sucking and pulling your muscle. It's just a different technique than regular massage where you're we're usually pushing down and giving pressure the cup is more like lifting up your connective tissue and your muscle and kind of separating it like making more room in between everything so have you had one yet travis
0: um trying to think i think i had one like 15 years ago somebody was actually just learning how to do it oh yeah My, my wife loves, loves it though. She's always talking about it.
1: Oh, it's not. Everyone likes it. Dallin isn't a huge fan of it. Um, and everyone will show. So a lot of people, what they don't like about it, uh, often it will leave you leave marks on your skin for a couple days to a week. And the marks are the circular marks. You often see it on athletes. A lot of times athletes will get this type of massage. Um, I think there was something in like, Uh, some paparazzi took a picture of like Justin Bieber and he had it all over his like stomach had had done it all over his stomach you could see this
0: so they I'm sure they had fun with that story yeah
1: they're like what the heck um so they leave these kind of bru it looked like bruises or hickeys honestly uh on your skin but not always it just really depends on if that area is really um toxic so I don't get a lot of that type of marks. I get kind of bummed because I'm like, Oh, I don't have, I don't have as many marks. Like what the heck? Um, but Dallin
0: therapist isn't giving you the full effect.
1: (laughs) Dallin gets it pretty bad in certain spots, like where being a musician and holding a bass guitar back in his shoulders, his arms, you know, trapezius areas and stuff like that. So. Uh, yeah, but it it also can also cause like some itching because often too a detox process your body goes through is having some light like itching feeling and it makes you really extremely tired. However, some people say they're very energetic right after. So um, I'm just a big fan. It feels really good. It's just a different technique of not just pushing on your muscle but like pulling them apart and that that just that relief so.
0: I think if I was to be independently wealthy and do crazy splurgy stuff, it would be traveling around the world to like seven diamond five star spas. Yeah. Just doing.
1: Did t- t- we talk t- t- about this?
0: Jacuzzi. I, maybe we did. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. It's, uh, I think we yeah, said that, that would be my thing. We
1: go travel like with couples like uh, you, Michaela, you know, me and Dallin and like we're going to go hit up some cool locations and spas.
0: Yeah, it was. It's funny that I ended up in um in, in massage just because of my upbringing. You know, I was raised very strict Mormon and did my mission and all that sort of stuff, and was still very much an innocent, a naive person in terms of ways of the world, we shall say. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I went to massage school, not only went to massage school, but then ended up in <laughs> doing massage in L.A. with like yeah. the most beautiful, fit people in the world at one of the top spas. It was just like. Yeah. all sorts of funny to me.
1: So let's go back to that. So please, cause I, I honestly don't really know uh, the beginning of Travis in the massage industry. Like, so what made you have that idea or desire to?
0: Um, I ended up in massage because I was total freaking geek. This is pretty much the reason why. Uh, never planned to do it for work ever at all. It was the furthest thing from my mind. And, um, when I was in high school, the first girlfriend I ever dated, girlfriend, first girl I ever dated, first girlfriend I ever had. <laughs> What's the vernacular? I'm confused now. Yeah. Um, she used to go on and on like, oh my gosh, you give so such great shoulder rubs. And i was just like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And so, in the back of my mind, I was like, "Oh, well, maybe someday I'll go learn how to do massage, and that'd be cool. And then I can like massage my girlfriend." And and so, when I went to LA, I was there for a couple of years as an actor. I had a really crazy, successful first year as an actor. I got on all kinds of stuff, got my SAG card really quickly, and was just popping around. And the second year was pretty brutal. And just emotionally was kind of getting beat up spiritually was getting beat up i mean you know i, I know that's that's a shocker in la A yeah. fairly religious person being spiritually like what am i get myself into yeah <laughs> um but i i just reached a point where i needed a break and i didn't want to deal with uh, there the was this weird sort of ritual when people like you know you'd see people move out to la they'd be there for a year or two and then they would move back home and almost every single time people like oh don't quit why are you quitting you're a quitter what a loser why are you can't hack in la like i knew i was coming back to la i wasn't quitting i just needed a, it it's kind of like you've been treading water forever eventually you got to go to the side of the pool and just pull yourself out and like get a breather yeah
1: take a breath and
0: then you're like all right then i'll jump back in the water and so that's what i w- wanted to do and i was like you know what that's a that's a if, if, if I don't go to massage school now, I'm never going to go. That was kind of my, my thought process. And so I found a school in Utah in Salt Lake and I applied. And so then when people were giving me like, Oh, what are you doing? I was like, Oh, I'm just taking a break for nine months. I'm going to massage school learn how to do massage. And then it was something like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody gave me any problems. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> So that was it. I I went to massage school and then I got done, went back to LA. At the time, I had been working at Universal Studios as a studio guide. So if anybody's been to Universal Studios and you go down on the tram and there's the funny little ha ha person at the front telling all the lame jokes as you're riding around, that was me. You're Uh, perfect for that. (laughs) I, <laughs> uh, you as know, dumb as it sounds, that was probably one of the, my most favorite jobs that I've ever had. Yeah. It paid nothing. It was so, <laughs> so path- it was, this is going to age me. But when I got started there, we were, our, our, our salary was $6 an hour.
1: Oh man.
0: <laughs> and Ouch. if you, if you worked there for a really long time, I mean like years and years because your seniority was based on how many hours you were working um after you'd been there about three or four years you have worked your way all the way up to ten dollars an hour wow <laughs> and at ten dollars an hour you were maybe you were rolling in the dough buddy um yeah it was it was crazy and uh, so I went back and I was doing that job and I had to go into uh, every every year we had to go in and get our hearing checked because of all the explosions and whatnot that we dealt with on the tram and so when I was in the the basically like the health center for the theme park uh i just happened to overhear somebody talking about like a massage program i was like oh that's so funny i was like i just actually finished massage school and the the nurse like looked at me she's like what and i was like yeah and she's like when did you finish massage school like, like a month ago yeah And she comes comes with me and she pulls me in this office and she starts asking me all these questions about massaging and my massage degree and all she's like well would you be interested and i was like you know i, I don't know what what's it entail and it, it was paying uh, approximately five times more per hour than i was making mm-hmm. nice <laughs> <laughs> and i was like you bet i'd be definitely interested in that and so she gives me this whole spiel of like oh well it's a corporation and we've got to put all these pr- approvals in and a lot a lot of law and she's like it's probably going to be a month or two before we can hire anybody and but I'll let you know. And then the phone rang and she picks up the phone and has a conversation She turns around and she's all, you're not going to believe this, but that was the corporate office saying, uh, we're approving me to hire a new massage therapist. So come in and massage the head massage therapist. And if he likes you, the job is yours.
1: Wow. Nice.
0: <laughs> and that, yeah, so that's it. That's how I ended up in the massage world. And I was working on the, the dancers and the, uh, the performers in the theme park. So all the stunt guys, all the character people, and uh it was always so funny to me because you would have these little dancer girls that's probably not the politically correct term women that actually Uh, accurately describes them you know five one weighed maybe 95 pounds skinny little things they're just you know gymnasts and acrobats and all these sort of things and i mean I i could not hurt them. Like I put my elbow in them and like, you know, putting all of my body weight and hitting their trigger points. And they were always like, yeah, more, more. <laughs> and then you get these stunt dudes that are coming in six, four, 235 pounds. And I'm like working on my thumbs and they're like, "Ow, ow, ow!" it's too much.
1: Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and you give a strong <laughs> massage. You can. Um,
0: yeah. So I was just like, how is like this person that's literally a third the size of you? Like, I can't like that doesn't matter how, how much pressure I give them, they want more. And then these huge, huge, muscly, totally shredded stunt guys were like super baby wimps. Yeah, they can't take it. And, <clears throat> yeah. And then what ended up happening is it was very much a seasonal job. So I had a lot of work in the summer and then the fall came along and they were like, okay, no work for you. And the guy I was working for turned me on to a little day spa. he's like, hey, I know the manager, go talk to them. And so I went and talked to them and. They liked me, and at the time, you needed a a very specific license mm. to work in LA.
1: Oh yeah, the licensing. And
0: I didn't. Yeah, I didn't need a license when I was at Universal Studios because I was working in the health department, and I my my direct boss was uh, a registered nurse, and so I was covered by her license. Nice. And so for three or four months, I was working with no license. And then I went to the spa and they were like, okay, well, as long as you can show us that you've paid for your license and we know that, you know, you've gone through the process. So at the time, for people who even really want to care about this, but to work in LA, you needed a license, and, and, but it was a bureaucracy. So you'd go in, you would pay for the license, you would go take your test. And then it would be like, you have to do all these background checks and people come and interview you. And then it would. Literally take five, six, seven, eight months from the time you took your test before you got the, the the license. And I didn't know that at the time. I just went and applied and got the license and came back to the thing and they're like great. And they put me to work. So the first yeah. six months I was working, I didn't find out until later that technically I was working illegally.
1: Oh no, because
0: I didn't <laughs> I didn't have my license. Um, but the, and the funny thing is, uh, I got offered a better job at a very upscale spa called Burke Williams. It was brand new. It was just opening. And they were like, Hey, come work for us. We'll pay you even more money than those guys were. And I was like, all right. And so I moved over there to check it out and I loved it. And so I ended up moving there and literally three days before I quit that spa and went to the new spa, I got my license. And so then I was like, no problem. So the spa, the spa totally, uh, totally set me, set me out. Yeah. And, uh, and there I worked for, uh, off and on for a decade um, you know, what's funny is people always ask me that is I, I was doing massage a few years when I met Jonathan crane and he hired me as a screenwriter and I started working with him and it was, you know, it was project by project. So it was, I have some money and not have some money. Not So I always kept the massage on the side. It was sort of my, the thing. And even when I ended up working with Jonathan and he made me in the writer's room, I always kept two days a week at the spa and the reason why is because I I would work so many hours and it was so stressful working for the writer's room. And then eventually when um, he promoted me to be vice president of their film and television department, the development team, I I was just always so stressed out that when I would go to the spa, it, it was dark, it was quiet, soft music was playing. People were always happy to see me. They were always really grateful when they left. And so it was just like this incredible four or five hour period of my life where I could go in and, and there was no stress and everybody was happy to see me. And I didn't have to deal with any. I could literally come to the spa, clock in, do my work and leave. I didn't have to talk to any other employees there if I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> that was so contrasted with the high stress. Everybody's mad at everything. And, you know, we're dealing with like directors and agents and actors and everybody's like screaming at stuff. And, you know, you're dealing with people who have maybe made one or two movies and they're kind of on the up and up, but their ego completely takes over and they just become like absolute nightmares to deal with. And then counterphrase that to, you know, go back to the spa. And people were like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I saw you today. I was like, oh, this is great. yeah Even when I was there, my Jonathan was just like, why the heck are you? I'm paying you really good. Why are you still there? Um, That was part of it was the energy of just being sort of tapped in that. And, And also, you know, working at the spa, I got free treatments and I got free access to the spa every day, which, you know, a spa pass was $80, $90 $80, $90 a day. Yeah, exactly. So I could go, I per- could pretty much go in and use all the jacuzzi and the steam room and all that stuff anytime I wanted to for free. So yeah. that was always, uh, you know, perks. Right. So.
1: Yeah. So l- let's, let's go back to that licensing for a minute, just because, so as many people might know, like there are those type of foot spas in quotes, they call them foot spa and different type of shady massage places that have, you know, popped up over time. Um, that's an
0: interesting choice of words right there. Well, foot spas that pop up, popped up. <laughs> what are you saying? Breezy?
1: So, you know, it, <laughs> and those ones are doing stuff they shouldn't be doing like legally, you know, they're doing illegal things whatever. And, um, that puts a bad reputation on the whole world of massage. So, um, I Now, I'm not sure what it is to this day, but when I remember also, because it was probably around at the same time when I was getting my license, uh, you, you have to go to school, you do, you know, and then you do your hours um, at school. For me, uh, my school also required intern hours because my school was also a chiropractic and massage um, place.
0: So we, we need to talk about that because yeah. most people don't realize that a lot of schools will train someone. And they never actually have to do a full body massage before they get out of school. Like they'll work on students, but that's it. Yeah. So they'll go through six, seven months of school having worked on students. And then they go out into the workforce and they get a job in a spa and you could be coming to them. And you might legitimately be their first full body massage, even though they've had like seven, eight months of school. Right. Yeah. Some schools like your school and my school, we had clinics on the weekends and it was run just like a spa. So I would go, you'd go in and have a four or five hour shift and you would see clients that were paying the school or the program. And you had to, to treat it just like a regular so when by the time you go out and work in the spa world it's kind of like eh, whatever but yeah exactly yeah, I, I remember working with somebody we're like oh my god I've never done a full body massage before I was like what what, what how did you get a
1: job here that's crazy yeah <laughs> um at the time I was living in, in Thousand Oaks near my hometown and um for me just I'll just do my catch up to where you are, and then we'll talk about when we got to Burke Williams together. But um, as far as the licensing, I think um, you know during that time it was that you had to be licensed per county, which was such a pain in the butt because every county. Oh, it's per city. Okay, was it per city? Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, it it was on a county by county basis. In LA, was like they decided they wouldn't have anything. So Thousand Oaks, I think that you could do like 500 hours and have a county license. Okay. LA, like if you wanted to work, this is how ridiculous it was. I lived in Glendale. I had to have a license in Glendale if I wanted to massage in Glendale. You needed a license, an individual license for Burbank. You needed an individual license for Pasadena. You needed a different license for Beverly Hills. And the thing that cracked me up with Beverly Hills (laughs) <laughs> Beverly Beverly Hills you didn't need to show that you actually had any training you just had to pay their ridiculous licensing fee and you could be a licensed <laughs> massage
1: therapist yeah. they had
0: no requirements so that's like Santa Monica had its own license
1: yeah so you had to be licensed in those individual places pay a fee have a background check this is the common thing have a background check get your fingerprints done um, and so they have a copy of your fingerprints and you have a picture of you on file. So
0: you're marked in it forever now. You can never escape.
1: Yeah. I mean, they take it very serious, the licensing. Well, it wasn't.
0: So I'm going to go off yeah. on a geeky tangent here because I'm history dude. Yeah. And I, <laughs> for some reason, find out all this stuff that has no relevance whatsoever, but I'll share it because it's a fascinating history. Yes. Los Angeles in the late nineties had a runaway problem with prostitution. And they couldn't figure out what to do with it because they can't obviously legalize it like Vegas did, but they still wanted to try to keep some sort of handle on it. So what was going on at the time is there was this crappy little <laughs> newspaper called LA Weekly. <laughs> mm. And the last 30 pages of that was always, hey, come like I'm Rose and let me come give you a massage. Yeah. And it was code for like, you know. I
1: remember those, Yeah. yeah.
0: So <laughs> LA decided that if in order for you to advertise a, a, a massage service you had to be a licensed massage therapist so the la licensing program up until about 2008 or 9 was actually r- run by la vice and it was in their minds it was the, it was their way of how they were regulating where all of the prostitutes were hmm. because they figured well the only reason you would want a massage therapy license is because you want to run a massage therapy ad in LA weekly, which means you're a prostitute. And so that's why you had to get a background check. That's why you had to have wow. a, a communicable disease <coughs> test, like get tested for oh, HIV yeah, you AIDS. Oh yeah, I forgot
1: about that. Yeah. You had to get,
0: they had to prove you were clean. And mm-hmm. that was a yearly thing. You had to do that yearly. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to do your fingerprints and your picture. That was the reason why yeah. it's because in their mind. And when I signed, I mean, you basically had to sign a three page thing that basically said, Without saying it, but you were pretty much saying, oh, yes, I am I am a prostitute and I'm paying this fee to basically oh let my the city gosh. know that I'm a prostitute. And you can come in and, and knock on my door and come into my house at any time with no search warrant because I am a prostitute. I mean, that's basically wow. why it was. So I'm sure there's a really funny TV series in here of the fact that you have a 24 year old Virgin Mormon dude who's signing a paper saying, yes, I'm a prostitute and I'm working for money.
1: (laughs) Gosh, wow. Yeah. So that's uh, see
0: you. Were, you were in Thousand Oaks. You didn't have well, you never had to sign the sign papers. No, I did.
1: Because what happened was so I went to school. And when I graduated and I went to go get my licensing, I didn't want to pay. I couldn't afford to pay different licensing fees, you know, in different places. So I didn't get one in Thousand Oaks. Thousand Oaks was actually a little bit harder. You needed more hours for um, school. And I think it costs more. And I didn't, I knew I didn't really want to work in Thousand Oaks anyways. There wasn't like any spas really. So I did go and get um, like a, I don't know at the time, maybe it was just, I thought it was just like LA County, but I did have to go to like a courthouse and all that stuff and, and apply. So I must've signed some type of paper as well.
0: I don't. What was funny for me when I went to do my massage test is I had to go down to San Pedro of all places. And if anybody's been in LA. San Pedro was like the most inconvenient place it's so to get far to off the planet. Yes. Um, so you go down there, and then we were in this old military base that was like basically abandoned. And then you go in this building, and it was kind of like, well, this is the only space that we have. It was so it was like you, you, you have just gone through all of this crazy health stuff. And then they have you doing your testing. And so, testing, they would. You'd go in a room and someone would be on a table there without their shirt on. And the, there would be a guy there with a little clipboard and they'd be like, I want to see an effleurage stroke. And you'd have to <laughs> demonstrate the strokes. Uh-huh. But the rooms were so dirty. They, they were cobwebbed. Oh. They, they hadn't been cleaned in like a, probably a decade. Thing, think, you know, there's, <clears throat> there's like watermarks in the ceiling. There's rust everywhere. And you're going. This is, I just had to do all these tests, and then this—this this is where I'm literally getting my tests to be certified. And you know, yeah. ma- it makes sense, I guess, if you're a prostitute, why not oh. <laughs> be in the CD room? Jeez, gosh, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, you didn't have that experience. Apparently, that was unique to me. Awesome.
1: That wasn't as bad for me. Um, yeah. So when I got into massage, um, you know, I, it was just something same kind of thing you know I had been doing the acting things since I was about 18 off and on um you know and just like you were kind well, of
0: well just brag about it why don't you I was acting since I was 18.
1: <laughs> I was doing <laughs> I was doing the acting modeling stuff and um you know like you said sometimes you'd have a really great job for a while and then you get let you know let off and then you know you're not doing any acting work and stuff like that it's it's a little it's a lot of highs and lows and I still was working um or living at my parents house and just having just dead-end jobs like a lot of coffee shops jobs that I could you know be hired quickly and then quit because often they wouldn't let you know me go on auditions and stuff so if I got an audition or if I got a job I'd have to like quit basically and and also they weren't paying the old
0: on the uh, interview. And they're like, you're not an actor, are you? No, no, of course not. And a month later, like, hey, I have an audition. And like, you can't have an audition. I quit. See you later. Yeah. And, and, you know, trying to find a job that pays well. And
1: I tried to move down in um, the valley, like San Fernando Valley, L.A., uh, pretty close to Burke Williams, actually, on the other side of the 101 freeway. So it's technically um, kind of more like Van Nuys. It's so it's so funny because it's literally right where it used to be the Galleria Mall. You know, back in the day, but um, right where that 101 is, and on the other side's Van Nuys, and on the other side is like Sherman Oaks. It's just it's funny how it's you you want to be on the, and the, and the
0: funny thing is, is Van Nuys is considered like the slum slum and Sherman Oaks is like the super nice, like it's, white <laughs> middle-class neighborhood, right. even though it's just like one block over, it's one block like, oh, no, over. yeah. you'd never admit you're in Van Nuys, but right. And so you, if you're in Sherman Oaks, that was like, Oh man, this person's going somewhere. And
1: that's actually where I was living when I was doing a lot of Pearl Harbor. I, I had an apartment and I was right on that edge of Sherman Oaks and Van Nuys and had an apartment and, um, you know, trying to do that. But it, it just, it, it was too expensive.
0: Oh, totally random. I, uh, yeah. I was living in a building that I'd lived in for a decade and Sherman Oaks and Van Nuys um, got in a fight because there was a, a school that was technically in the Van Nuys school district. Okay. And kids that lived in Sherman Oaks, they were assigned to that school because, you know, it's based on geography. And so a whole bunch of parents got together and <laughs> sued the school district because they were saying that. Having their kids go to Van Nuys High School was, a, was like a, it was impacting their ability to get into a good school because Van Nuys was not known to have a very good school system. And so they sold the school, sold, sued the school district and it got so bad that the city of Sherman Oaks actually went to Van Nuys and just said, hey, can we annex these two zip codes? So that the high school that's still there will just change it to Sherman Oaks, whatever, whatever, instead oh of Van Nuys. Gosh. And they were, and they were they, they're like, okay, so that's what ended up happening. Now, the funny thing about that is I lived in a building on the second floor and it was Van Nuys and I moved to the third floor. And the week after I moved, uh, it turned into Sherman Oaks. <laughs> so wow. I moved, I moved upstairs and, and I went into an entirely uh, new upscale uh, neighborhood. Wow, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So only in LA. Exactly. That's typical
1: LA people. So my apartment was right where the 101 405. It's it's like right when you merge on the 405 to, you know, up to Sacramento. Um, Also
0: known as the second worst intersection for traffic in the country. It
1: is the worst,
0: which is only 12 miles away from the number one intersection, which is the 101 and 10.
1: And my apartment was right by that 405 freeway. I'm not joking, like right by it. So at night I would hear police pulling people over. I would hear them on their speaker telling someone to pull over. I mean, I'm, I was that (laughs) close to the freeway. Okay. (laughs) You know, um, and right down the street, like I was saying, was that spa you're talking about Burke Williams, but not yet. That was where the future site of it was going to be at the time it was still, uh, the like i said the sherman oaks gallery a mall which date backs into the early 80s um which
0: now that was the mall that was shown in valley girls and also mall rats in my, if i'm not mistaken correct? past
1: times at ridgemont high
0: yeah. um some
1: classic 80s movies
0: yeah and you know what they did with all that classic 80s nostalgia they tore it down rebuild a monstrosity to it
1: that's what they do um there's a band called phantom planet that me and Dallin uh, really love and he's friends with, and they have a song called the Galleria and they sing about the Galleria being torn down. And only people who are locals get it, you know, about that Galleria. We, we know what that is, but, um, it was shut down. No, it's this
0: open air thing where it used to be three, three levels of glorious eighties mall heaven. Oh,
1: it wasn't. Yeah. It was just like a stranger <laughs> things, you know, straight out of the stranger things, you know, those eighties those malls. Um, so anyways, when that one wasn't working out and you know, it was, hard to even have that pay for that kind of an apartment. <laughs> I moved back home um and I, you know prior to that I just
0: couldn't hack it in the big city. <laughs> well,
1: you know, I finished my Pearl Harbor job and you know, if I'm honest, I'll just, you know, I was dating someone at the time and, and uh, we were living together and it just, that wasn't working out. That's really why <laughs> I'll just be honest.
0: <laughs> so you're like, I'm sorry. I have to break up with you. Why? Cause you live in Danais, but so do you. No, I don't. I'm moving out. Bye. <laughs>
1: bye. <laughs> 4, it's so mean. but I was, <laughs> it was done. The relationship was over. Uh, I moved back home, you know, prior. Wait, wait. I got to
0: ask. <laughs> was it a musician? Yes. If- Oh. Of course. <laughs> At least Breezy is consistent in her type. I'm too I'm like,
1: it's too predictable because I literally went from that musician to another one right after. So, yep uh, I was pretty ruthless though.
0: And then you broke up and then you married a musician.
1: Gosh, yeah. Um Yeah, so you know, and after it well, right before that, a couple years before I had battled cancer and survived all that and um, and so I had gotten my Pearl Harbor job, lived at this apartment for a while. And then I was just like, all right, you know, this relationship's over, moving back home, no other choice and got back home and just like, kind of same like you, like, I'm trying to think of a job that, you know, I could also like make some better money at and then enjoy that environment too. So, and after recovering from cancer, I have more of a holistic Kind of, you know, I don't know. I was, I got more into holistic living too, and my health and how I could help other people. And I love. Yeah, you
0: Certainly, when you when you look death in the eye, you suddenly realize, like, oh wait, this health thing is kind of cool. Yeah,
1: it's really cool, you know. And I really hadn't had a lot of massages myself personally yet, you know, at that time. But I just thought that that would be something I I, I really like that medical aspect to it, but not where I got to go take, you know.
0: 10 years that's a a good point i had never actually had a massage before i went to massage school same So like i was in massage school people like wait what you you, oh so why are you massaging you've never had a massage like my first like full body massage was from another student in the clinic at the the, my teacher was like you're gonna go to clinic this weekend get a massage And i was like oh all right
1: yeah so i found and the funny thing is
0: is it wasn't that great i was like i don't see what the deal is
1: (laughs) yeah that's a bummer if you don't get a good one Yeah. And then I found a local one in Thousand Oaks and went to that and just thought it would be a cool thing. I really enjoyed it. I loved the school. Like the fact that you can get a massage almost every day, you're getting massages and multiple massages a day from your other students in your class. And I, like I said, I love the medical aspect of it, learning about the bones and muscles and the flexions and functions of everything. Like that was just really fascinating to me and I really enjoyed it. Um, And then for my school, I, I, had to take, do in, intern hours like we were talking about. So it was connected to a clinic that was also a chiropractic clinic and uh, you had to do intern hours there at the clinic. So intern hours, meaning I'm not getting paid. So, and I don't remember how many hours I had to do. It was in the hundreds or thousands, but, um, and I got to be able to accept tips, but I wasn't making any money at the time. Um, and then after that, uh, they allow you to like get a job there for a little while if you want to, which I didn't have anything right away. So I thought, all right, you know, um, I'll, I'll work here for a little while. I did that for a little bit. And as I was working there, I started taking other classes to, to pursue it more, to learn a little bit more in depth. So I studied a lot of deep tissue. I studied shiatsu, um, Thai massage, uh, you know, different like that's like, or my favorite deep tissue is probably my most favorite to get and also give to people. <laughs> so, um, and then I did that for a while. And then I was like, all right, I need to like, make some better money with this. Um, and I my first job, like, besides that clinic uh, was actually there's a spa that they have. And I'm sure it's probably still there. I don't really know what they do with their rules now because you know the world is changing but it was called the total woman day spa and gym
0: i remember that one i always was so confused by that because i was like if i went and started a total man's gym and spa i'd get sued right but the total women's spa is like only women allowed and only women employees I was yeah. always fascinated by that that's
1: that was it it was all women um in the gym in the spa everyone that worked there everyone that came in there so I don't know to this day how that holds up. <laughs> you know, this is back in 2003, you know, um, 2004 stuff like that. So I'm not sure like how that really holds up to this day. But I liked it because as a woman, you often can no creepy guys yeah, hitting on you. You can get creepers, and this made me feel really comfortable, more comfortable that I wasn't going to get like a bunch of creepers. So. Uh, before I worked a massage at that place, I got a job as the receptionist as I was waiting for my licensing to process because it can take months. And uh, I was the receptionist there. And then as soon as that, I got my licensing, I started doing massage there. Um, and that worked out well. Uh, I also did body treatment. So I learned how to do like scrubs, salt scrubs, body scrubs, mud wraps, all that kind of thing
0: yeah you know that was a fun part of it yeah you know what's funny is the first spa I worked at was called the skin spa Oh, really? they, they would probably have a branding <laughs> issue today they're they're no longer open but yeah when I first worked there it was skin spa
1: yeah
0: and it was the same like the body treatments was the thing that like kind of blew my mind when I got into the the massage world yeah so a body yeah dream. Vichy showers are amazing oh
1: so amazing
0: now here's the thing like i I gotta admit being in in la is probably one of the best places to be a massage therapist because most people in la are are fairly active and fit most so as a massage therapist you're always working on bodies that are in pretty decent shape for the most part you know every now and then you get a body that's just like Super hairy, sweaty, smelly. Still got to rub those people, too. That's the thing. Most people. Cause I used to have friends be like, oh, my God, you have the most amazing job all your day. I, I guess they just thought all I was doing is sitting around and massaging like Playboy <laughs> Playmates all day long. Right. And I was just like, oh, yeah, dude, uh, you know, mm-hmm. their manager, Jeff, who's the short, fat, hairy dude. Like, I got to massage that guy, too. And they're like, oh, what? Ah.
1: Well, you know, also on the flip side, you know, you get sometimes people that would come in and be like, oh, sorry, I didn't shave my legs. And I'm like, really? Like, do you, I mean, I see all, I see every kind of body. I like nothing no. phases me. I,
0: my, my favorite were the people that come in and they'd be cap, cuff, coughing their guts out and they're like, oh, I'm so sick. Oh. I thought if I got a massage, it would make me get over it faster. And you're like, uh, all right. Oh, thanks, dude. Right, <laughs> jerk.
1: I had a couple times that people would come in and tell me they had taken some type of pill, like I don't know, a Xanax or something, and I'm like, Oh, no. oh great. Are you gonna like stop breathing on my table? I mean, you know, because you're like your heart rate is like really low, your yeah. blood pressure. It's like
0: so. Here's here's the fascinating thing about the massage world. So for you to get hired as massage therapist, you know, you got to come in and you have in person interview Mm -hmm. so then they talk to you and ask you all kinds of questions and if you're you know you don't seem like you're a psychopath they're like okay this person would be all right because again you know you're dealing with naked bodies yeah all right okay cool so you seem like a really nice person you got enough experience so now you got to come in and you've got to give a massage to the person who's the massage manager and which in most cases is like 95% of the time the massage manager is always going to be a woman so from a guy's perspective, for me to get a job as a massage therapist, I have to see my boss naked. And whether or not <laughs> I get hired depends on how well I can grab her bump. <laughs> it's so Those weird. Are the there's no weird. other industry that these are the requirements to get hired. But that is like, that that's the bare minimum. Like, so I just always crack me up that I was just like, huh. So whether or not I get hired is a. Uh, Naked person on this table and they're wanting to see how well I can grab people. Just,
1: yeah. You know, and the naked thing, let's just say there are different rules in different places, cities, counties, States. I know in Utah, um, for a while, I am not sure if it's a rule, but I know that I've heard that most people require to keep like your underwear on, um, your lower like underwear. I think
0: technically in LA that was the law too, but yeah, but nobody ever, no one really did. Yeah.
1: Um, now, the, again, like uh, as far as like the total woman spa, we would require in the spa area, the actual spa area, like where will, when we refer to spa, we mean like usually they have like a hot tub, a steam room, a sauna, stuff like that. Um, they would require a bathing suit. Now, after I worked for Total Woman and I was still living at my parents' house, and I wanted to get out of there, and get my own apartment, and I found an apartment in Sherman Oaks on the Sherman Oaks side. <laughs> Not too far from my swanky
0: place part yeah. of town.
1: Not... So there was this neighborhood I really wanted to live in. And it was a couple, just like a block or two from where Burke Williams, the Sherman Oaks Galleria was. I, there was this cute little street called Dickens street. And I would drive up and down that street to look at the for rent signs because they were the type of neighborhood just, you know, just for people who don't know LA, this is an LA thing. They were the type of neighborhood that didn't want put an ad out and bring people from other places and other areas. They wanted local people in the neighborhood to find the the rent for rent places. Knowing that, um, I would just drive up and down and look for just for rent signs out, you know, in the grass, um, out in the front of those places and just call, you know, call up, call up, trying to get an apartment. And I scored one myself. I had a a little one-bedroom place that I got myself and uh, right on Dickens Street, my dream, my little dream street, uh, it was walking it was just distance. the fact
0: that you were able to walk to work in LA, I yeah. mean, that never happens, Right, never happens.
1: And that's what I kind of wanted. I was like, this is so cool. You know, I had a car, but it was just cool to be able to, to walk if I didn't want to drive because even the traffic from, you know.
0: I, I had to, so I had to drive, I was like five miles from the spa. And I would have I obviously drove my car, but where because there was every place had restricted parking. So even the places I could park my car, I was probably parking farther away.
1: Right. <laughs> just
0: to go to work than where you live. Yeah. Like you actually <laughs> exactly. live closer than where I had to park.
1: Yeah. You know, um, so I, I went to I went seeking what is the really, you know, high end spa that I could work at? Like, I want to move up now. So I researched, like, what is the highest end? And like you say, Burke Williams, they have different locations in California, LA County, and they are one of the highest end that you're going to get. So I was like, all right, I'm going for that. Um, They had some openings. I went, you know, same thing. Like you said, I have to go give a massage to the manager and got the job. And, you know, having all the experience I had had and they judge you by your experience and then how well you are at giving massage you can move up pretty fast with your payroll so not everyone's getting paid the same amount Um, so when I started working there and then I met Travis now Travis had already been there for a while and Travis was the big the big cheese
0: <laughs> found out later I was the like second highest paid massage therapist there. Yeah, Not to toot my own horn. Yeah. Cause I didn't know. I, I thought that was pretty oh, standard. We all knew
1: we all knew. I didn't, we were like, cause I didn't, yeah. but
0: then I didn't really care. So
1: Travis was the guy. Um, he, yeah, he was what you hear the rumors. Like he was one of the best massage therapists. He gets the highest paid. He's got a continuous, You know, I had hotel. a nickname. What was that?
0: <laughs> nickname was massage god oh
1: yeah massage god that was yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you know why i got that nickname because like the second meeting we had at burke williams for the employee meeting they were reading comment cards from people who had had massages okay and so they're reading all the comments and find them. this massage manager finally is like, we have one more. And there's going on. And this lady was like, oh, my God. La, la, la. And I had this most amazing massage. And it was from Travis. And everybody was laughing. And then she's like, Travis is a massage god. And then after that, that was it. That's, that was it. I'm not egotistical enough to come up with that name on my own. But I am totally narcissistic enough to steal it and use it as my email handle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So good old Burke Williams. We both ended up there. You were already the man on campus, the... And um, I was a newbie there. Um, I started out, I heard at the higher end of the payroll, and then I, I moved up to be one of the highest paid. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> it was.
0: You know, all you have to do is not suck and you get more money. It's not like it's rocket science. Right. And then, so yeah. as, a, as an actor, massage therapy was probably just about the most perfect scenario that you could have True. because you, I mean, full time massage is 20 hours a week and you're doing four or five days. So your shifts are anywhere from four to six hours. So if you really wanted to, you could do, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then have pretty much the whole week open for auditions and jobs and all and hardly ever got in the way. And even then, if you did get a job, you didn't have to quit. You could just ask other therapists to cover your shifts for you. And so when you come back, you literally just walk right back into your job. It was, it was a pretty, pretty sweet setup for, for an actor. Yeah.
1: And that's why I think- If yeah. you could
0: tolerate the uh, fat, sweaty, hairy people.
1: <laughs> hey, now, hey. Um, we're all beautiful.
0: <laughs> we are, but- <laughs> There's something about working on a body that feels like a hot, sweaty, wet dog. There's
1: some hard.
0: It is. It's just a little bit of challenging as a therapist. There's a lot it's of not, different challenges. Not a texture. You really, uh, every, every body is like, I, so I had this conversation with somebody because somebody was complaining about this one client who was very, very, I mean, she more, the person was morbidly obese and was regular in the spa. And she, I was one of the race, she would come and see me and somebody was asking me how, like, how could you work on somebody that like didn't care for their body in that way? And, and like, my perspective was, I didn't even know if I should talk about this. We'll, we'll talk about it. And then if yeah. just, maybe we'll edit it out. Okay. I know, But okay. it's like, I, my perspective always was like, that's the type of person I felt like needed massage the most. Because that person probably was pretty lonely. There probably wasn't people in their life. Like, so to have someone come in and and I had the privilege to be able to essentially work on them. So like, you know, that may be the only time they were ever getting touched by another person over the course of a month. Maybe yeah, it's possible. And so for me, it was more, and I and I guess it's also because I didn't go into massage for the money and I never planned on doing it for a career like my my original intention of going into massage from the very be- beginning was this is a cool skill I can learn to serve someone in my mind I thought it would be, I'd get married and I would you know serve my wife by giving her massages. And uh, little did I know I wasn't going to be single until I was almost freaking 40. Okay. <laughs> but. um but, yeah, so when I would work on a lot of clients, it's kind of the like I always felt like I was serving that person because right. you know it's there's a ton of science behind the fact that massage is actually a super beneficial thing for people, and that there's all kinds of benefits from it. And the fact that you can get into, So when I got a massage and you started talking about energy work, like you know, acupressure and acupuncture and cranial sacral therapy, like all that stuff, to me it was just like so wackety woo woo. I was like, what are you talking about? Energy work? Come on! Like what is this nonsense? But then you would have someone work on you and do quote an energetic session, and physiologically you experience something that you cannot explain.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. But
0: it's just an experience. And from that point forward, it was just sort of this kind of, kind of cool realm where you're like, I'm doing something that sometimes there really isn't any sort of proof or scientific evidence of it other than someone goes, man, you worked on me and I felt this thing and it was amazing. And that, that, that was one of my favorite parts. It still is one of my favorite parts about that whole industry.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure you too also learned that when you're um, – You learn as a therapist, massage therapist, that you need to protect your energy also. I know that again, this might sound kind of wacky to some people who don't understand this, but um, a lot of things are coming up in a massage, not just physically. There could be emotional and energy release in a massage. Um, And so you're in this room with that person and that energy that's being released. And so on both sides, you don't want to give a negative energy to them and you don't want to take whatever negative they might be really, you know, releasing, so you have to learn to kind of like you just learn to block that um, and not also um, give any negative so that's why like energy workers, you want to make sure you know who that energy worker is because energy workers could give you a
0: negative energy. You don't want somebody's negative energy woo woo on you. Yeah. And I know that sounds like all, but but people listen right now, like, what? okay, listen, guys, the name of the show is nothing in particular. Yes. So (laughs) this is the episode that proves now,
1: you know, I also learned hot stone massage, which I think you knew too, because you kind of have to know a little bit of everything. And um, one time I was uh, on a, I was, this is when I was back at the total Woman spa and I, it was in between clients. I had a, a some downtime. I had like an hour actually. And I just was like, all right, what am you know, what am I do for this hour? And we had our own individual rooms so I, I went back into my massage room that no one else uses that day, closed the door. And I felt like, you know, I, I'm going to give myself a, just a, a chakra balancing hot stone massage. <laughs> so I took the hot stones. I laid them out on the table. I laid on them, you know, facing up so they're on my back underneath me. And then I took the other hot stones and laid them on my chakras and just laid there. I fell asleep so quickly and <laughs> right, to, I I had this deepest dream, like just the deepest you could ever have. And at the very end of my dream, I'm looking down at myself like I like an out of body experience I never had this in my entire life and I've never had this since then but all of a sudden in my dream state I was floating above myself looking down and my third eye where that little the shock the third eye just a light beaming out of my third eye and as soon as I saw that I was back in my body I sat up and I look at the clock and an exact hour had passed by And it was just like, oh, my gosh, what was that? So weird experiences like that, you know, that are um, that you could do. And especially with the chakra balance, if you know what you're doing and where they go, you can have some really cool.
0: Yeah, I think the thing that kind of really. I was very judgmental, you know. I grew up in a tiny little town, super conservative religious family, religious community. I mean, the town was two thousand people. Nearest mall was two and a half hours away from where I lived, so that wasn't part of my culture. Nearest movie theater, fifteen miles away. Like, I mean, you know, I grew up on a farm. We had no neighbors. Like, this is the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So for me to go into massage as it was was a really big stretch, and even my family was like, "What is going on?" and energy work, I, I was very close-minded about it. I'm like, oh God, I'm just taking this stupid class because I have to, to graduate. And I, like, I really did not put any stock into it. I, 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 I made a lot of fun of, and I got actually got in trouble because I was making fun of pe- people that were like, you know, the woo-woo types that were like, I was born to be an energy worker. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. I just, like what joke is that? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so at the time, like I wanted to get done with school faster, and so I made arrangements with my um, program. They I was in a full time day program, so I went from school from nine in the morning till five thirty at night. They also had a night program that went from uh, six to ten thirty. Okay. So my last two months of school, I was Monday through Thursday. I was in class from nine in the morning until uh, ten thirty at night, and with a half hour lunch and half hour dinner. I was also working full-time as a bellboy at a hotel. Oh, geez. And, and so the, my schedule, especially on the weekends, is I didn't have class on Friday. So I would go to work at 5 in the morning, and I would work until 1, and then I would go home and sleep, and then I would come back, and I would work from uh, 6 until 2 a.m. Then I would go home, and I'd go to sleep, and I'd come back, and I'd work from 5 until 11 and they would let me off and then I would go to the spa at, or the clinic and I would work from 12 until 5:30 at which point I would get done and then I would go back to work at the hotel from 6 until 2. Oh
1: my. Gosh. So that I would do that
0: for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And um so of course I you know I was pretty run down. I was I was definitely burning the stick at both ends and I remember going into it was a cranial sacral class and I was just this was probably like 4 or 5 weeks into trying to run that routine and they did whatever they were doing and the same thing like I passed out I thought that it was maybe 10 minutes yeah and when I woke up it was literally an hour and a half later but it felt like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and I like I felt so amazing like my exhaustion was gone mentally I was clear I wasn't tired like I had so much energy like and I was just like And I was just saying for the next three days, I was just like, this is no problem whatsoever. And that's kind of what sold me on energy work where I was just like, okay, I can't, this is this thing I was making fun of. And I just had an experience that I can't explain what just happened. Yeah. But the, the, the way I felt was so significantly different from the previous three weeks that it was, you know, that that was the only thing that was different was that one thing. It was like, okay, maybe there's something to this.
1: Exactly. Yeah, about a year ago I had my my usual massage therapist here do some cranial sacral work on me. And uh he he was practicing some new technique to it when he's like, okay, just let me know as I'm doing this, like what you're thinking, what you're feeling. And honestly, I felt I don't know, I'm not really like I, I'm a pretty like tough person and I don't always like totally show like, my emotions. So when I was starting to get emotional, I felt so weird that I was getting emotional. I wasn't even telling him what I was like, you know, feeling you and embarrassed. Thinking. I was getting embarrassed. And then, uh, you know, same thing where by the end, he's kind of up towards my head. And again, also a lot of these type of massages, you don't have to be like undressed, like you, you can usually be clothed or just have a sheet on or whatever. Um, he's up towards my head doing my neck and different things. And, and I'm all of a sudden I just had the weirdest like moment of my dad who passed away and my brother who passed away, both talking to me, giving me advice. And I'm in this weird dream state, but I could still hear my therapist talking to me. Um, And then all of a sudden, for just a weird reason, a tear just starts dripping down my eye. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it was such a, a a release of like emotion. And then I came out of it and I felt so amazing, like you're saying, just like energized and relief and whatever was like holding me back or something that was going on that um I just got cleared of it was really cool.
0: So I guess like, there's two things we should clarify here because we forget that working in the massage industry, we take it for granted. But yeah just just in case it wasn't clear like high-end spa people are always covered with sheets or blankets it's not like people are laying on a table naked i just <laughs> yeah. want to make sure because if somebody's never had a massage you're like i'm massaging naked people that's probably what's coming to mind right. No, they, they are naked they're underneath sheets and blankets they're totally there's actually a, an entire art and science of how you can oh, drape yeah. someone's leg and arm so that they're fully covered but just that part of their body is out so nothing's exposed yeah and, uh, and the other thing is the, the, this thing called emotional release, most people understand what that is, but you know, when people, as we go through life, especially as children and something particularly traumatic happens to us, sometimes the emotions too overpowering, we're not able to process it or in, you know, in, in Western society, we're, we're, we're taught to suppress it. You know, boys, real boys don't cry. Men don't cry. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's like if you're a little boy and something happens, you're being told, "Oh, suck it up and don't cry. And so you learn to stuff this emotion in and your your body actually muscularly holds on to that. Right. And so later, you don't even remember whatever happened to you. But a massage therapist could be coming along and work on that muscle that you stored that emotion on. And your body's like, oh, thank you. I'm ready to let this go. And so when the muscle lets it go, you actually get hit with that emotion again. Yeah. And So suddenly here you are 42 years old and you're on a massage table, crying your head off and you're <laughs> like embarrassed. You don't know why you think something's wrong with you. And the reality is like, that's just part of the healing process. Yeah.
1: And as massage therapists and most are like this, we, again, we're like comfortable with everything. Like it's, it's really okay. Like the, the fact that me being a therapist, getting embarrassed to another massage therapist that I was getting emotional. was just like really funny. I'm like, Breezy, why are you doing this right now? Like, you know, it's, it's totally chill, but, um, but you know, yeah, it's like, we, we see it all, um, emotions, um, you know, bodily functions (laughs) that happen, you know, like you were saying, all different types of bodies. It's, It's also like treated very medically to me, like when I have someone on my table massaging them, it's very medical in the sense, like nothing really bothers me, honestly. Um, You didn't shave your legs. You have a hairy back. What your body's like. I see it all. It's not a big deal. Um, And like you're saying too, if you want to go and get a massage you never had before, You don't have to be totally naked also. If you're very uncomfortable, a lot of people still keep their lower underwear on. Obviously- People wear bikinis
0: or swimsuits. Yeah,
1: if you really want to wear a bikini top, you know, you could as a woman. I know a lot of people do in Utah because of religion-based things. But, um, you know, and like Travis was saying, we learn a high technique of draping the body so that you're never fully exposed and none of your, none of your you know, private quote body parts that you might feel uncomfortable are ever like exposed and your whole body's not exposed at this, the whole you know time. So if you're doing one leg, usually just that one leg is revealed while they're massaging your leg and then they cover it up and then we move to the next leg and so on. So, um, you know, that's, yeah. So, you know,
0: so I was a massage manager for a while at Burke.
1: Okay. <laughs> and
0: part of that is I had to interview new massage therapists And just to give people an idea of the size of Burke Williams, uh, they, at any given time, they had 130 full-time massage therapists. Wow, And that was just one spa Burke Williams had, I think six in LA. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was crazy. Um, But so I would end up getting massages four or five times a week when I was manager and everybody used to be like, Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Well, the thing is, (laughs) is a high degree of people who are massage therapists aren't really that good.
1: Yeah, they're not. So
0: it ended up after like, you end up having like four or five days of really bad massages and you get to the point where like, I don't know. Really to I touch me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's when you have a really good massage. You finally are like, Oh my gosh, this person's amazing. Well, Cause you had like a series of so, so many, not great ones.
1: Actually, you know, I still go back to Burke Williams when I am in California and a few years ago, me and Dallin did go to Burke Williams and uh, I didn't have. Yeah. The same one that we worked yes. at and uh, I didn't get a good massage The there's something, you really need to know what you're doing. The person, I always request, request deep tissue and the person didn't finish the deep tissue. So, oh, no. you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like they, yeah. so they get in there and they're working, you really deep, but then they don't like finish what they're doing. And when you don't finish it and you just leave, it's hard to explain unless you have gone to school and you know the training, but
0: they did. So it's like, so <laughs> Somebody's trying to balance a muscle out yeah. and they don't balance the muscle out fully. Yeah. So part of your muscles, like I feel great. And other parts like, please help me. Yeah. (laughs) I felt horrible after, (laughs) I mean, I was,
1: I mean, I did complain. I was like, uh, you know, I worked here and that was like really bad. Like I'm in more, not good pain. I like the, I like the massage, good pain afterwards. And, and you know what I can take a little, sometimes there's a little work to be done, you know? So you might be a little sore, achy, you know, I'm used to that. I've had, Plenty of years' experience, but this was, they didn't finish it the right way, and my muscles were like mad. (laughs) So, you know, and another thing too, um, we have to totally talk about that a lot of times people don't schedule the right type of massage or amount of time. So, often when you're booking a massage and you're just doing the basic massage, You're gonna get a lighter type of massage work, and it's usually about 50 minutes is the common massage time. It's
0: the industry average. You say I have, I want an hour massage. You're actually gonna be booked for 50 minutes. Yeah, you'll actually get. And the reason is, is because the spa books them every hour, but the massage therapist still needs. Like, you know, you've got to take four or five minutes to get dressed and get off the table. They have to walk you back to the room. They have to go back to the room and sanitize it, switch all, put all new sheets on and, mm-hmm. and then still pick up the next person at the top of that. That's yeah. why you only get fifteen minutes.
1: Maybe race to the bathroom really quick. Gosh, <laughs> if
0: you're lucky. Yeah. If
1: you're lucky, you know? So, um, if you want a deeper work, you know, often, yeah, gosh, you know, when you get those people and they get in there and they're like requesting some deep work and you're like, well, not to be rude, but you're like, did you pay for that? I mean you have to be respectful. It's like a, it's, it's like when you have a waiter or something that, you know, did a really good job for you. And like, are you going to pay the extra for what they did for you? Um, it's not something we're trying to be rude about,
0: but I think we need to, you know, address the, the, the misconception there too is. So if you go to Burke Williams and you get just a basic standard massage, I think their price now is $120 for an hour. Okay. So you're going in and spending $120 an hour. The massage therapist that's working on you is only getting twenty to twenty-five dollars of that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: on the high end.
1: Yeah, high end.
0: And most people like, or what now? Way because most people, I remember, most people used to think the massage therapists were getting fifty percent of the massage. Oh no. And that's one of the reasons why it's it, so yeah. So, and that's one of the, the, the scandals in the massage industry is like, how the heck can Burke Williams charge $120 and only pay their massage therapist, like 25 bucks. And then that, again, it all comes down to like, that's sort of the industry standard. Like if you're getting $30 for a massage as a massage therapist, like you're making really, really good money. And that's when you realize the spa is probably charging 150 for that. It's, it's pretty crazy.
1: Right. And then, so and then tip, you know, so we, we really rely on tip too, you know, we, I mean, we like to have a good tip and, and I know you, Travis, you were one of the high tippers. You got high tips. I know I got really great high tips and that's something, you know, that's really awesome to have. But if you want deep work and if you want that personal work stronger on you, pay the little, the extra for the deep tissue for the therapist, you know, um, for them, for their job. And then uh, you know if you really enjoy your work tip them well that's what i would say yes yeah.
0: tip them well tip
1: them well you know yeah.
0: all right i got to tell one story sure one spa story oh well, yeah i mean did we, we... so there was um there was a client of the spa who happened to be at the time one of the most famous people in the western world and uh i ended up getting this person and <laughs> For the massage, my manager comes over and he's like, okay, look, so you're going to be working on so-and-so. And, and th- this person also did not mask. They didn't come in under a fake name. They were totally like, this is me. Yeah. And <clears throat> the manager comes to me and said, look, you're going to work on this person. Here's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to come in and they're going to get on the table and they're just going to be talking the whole massage. That's just what this person does. And then it doesn't matter what you do. Um, they may talk, they may cry, they may do whatever. And then when the massage is done, they're going to come and they're going to complain. And they're going to bitch about the massage and they're going to say you suck. And then we're going to have to give them the massage for free. And, and, and so the reason I bring this up is because as a massage therapist, if someone complains about you or your massage and the spa has to comp the massage, basically meaning that person gets it for free. Like if you get two or three of those, you get fired from the spa. So it's a big deal. And so the manager was talking to me about the fact of like, this is going to happen. It's not going to go on your record. I just want you to know. So of course I'm going in thinking, oh, great. This sounds
1: familiar. My and massage so the same person,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, and so the person comes in and they're chatting, chatting, chatting. And I get them on the table and I are like la, 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 and I start working on them and they just go dead silent. Okay. And I immediately go, oh, crap. Yeah, they hate my massage. Uh-huh. And like I, I was sweating so hard because this was five minutes into it and they're already like quiet. And I'm like, oh, my God, no this is a disaster. Yeah. This is a nightmare. I'm like, I'm probably going to get fired. now. They oh, hate no. me so bad. And I'm going on and on. And I'm like, and so I massage and leave <laughs> like, and I'm just, I'm like, oh man. And I'm like exhausted. Cause I've been sweating for an hour. Cause I was just like, oh my God. And like 20 minutes later, I see the manager come like, not running, but almost running down the hallway. And they got that look, yeah. right. Where you're like, oh God, this is bad. Uh-huh. And the manager comes up to me and is like, what did you do? I was like what what did you do and I'm like I, I I don't know what's going on and he's like they came to the front desk they paid full price and they left they've never done this before in four years what did you do wow I was like wow all right it's the first first time in four years that they hadn't had to comp the person to massage they now you keep saying stuff. they you haven't
1: said a particular
0: oh, I'm, he I'm or not, she. not gonna identify. I, I see. I don't know how this person identifies. So I, can, okay. Okay. In all good conscience. Okay. Um, but they were, um, they were one of the, uh, they, at the time, like I said, they were, they were, they were huge.
1: Yeah. So we, you know, working in LA being massage therapist, especially at Burke Williams, like Travis is saying, we get a lot of celebrities often. I think we got a lot of sports people that I had no idea. Cause I don't know anything about sports, but I would be massaging You know, someone would tell me a basketball player or something, I don't even know. And I, you know, I didn't really.
0: I, this is going to sound really stupid, but I, Apparently I used to work on a lot of porn stars. Oh my gosh, really. And I, I would I have no, no idea. idea. Because the thing is is they would come in under their normal name, right? Mm-hmm. So not that I would know anyway, but I i tell you, like the support guys, the ones that were like cleaning up the spa. I can't even tell how many times like I would go and they would come and be like, Oh my god, you work on so and so. And I was geez. like, that's no, I just worked on they're like, no, 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 that her porn name is so and so. You just work on one of the biggest porn stars in the world. Wow. Like, really? Uh, well, uh, okay. And I had no clue. And the the, the guys in the spa were going crazy oh, everybody's geez. like oh they were like, coming trying to like see you when they walk it out that's so
1: it too funny. funny well i won't really tell the detail story but i did massage paula abdul there All at right. that at burke williams and i won't go into to major she was she was famous yeah i won't go into major detail um but we you know we had those computers uh, down the hallway where we would check in for our next client and see who's on our client list that day and she was one where at that spa you could pull up a client who's a usual and kind of see the notes from the past uh, massage therapist and what they might have said about that client if there was anything to be said well the reason why I said that story sounded a little similar is because when I would pull it up on the computer underneath her, there were all kinds of notes from therapists warning about this person and I'm like I was getting, it's the- always
0: fun when you're going into a massage where you're like, uh, I got warning notes. Yeah.
1: And like that she has complained or she didn't like their massage or whatever else. Now me and you were pretty confident in our massage. So I was like, you know what? I can do this. And I'm going to rock
0: Paula's world. Yeah.
1: And it was a 90, <laughs> it was a 90 minute massage. So you're like, Oh gee, Oh man. you're Right. <laughs> Cause
0: Paula's you know, like a small, she's a a small s- woman, very
1: small. And yeah, here's, um, my inner breezy child. I was a huge fan of Paula Abdul when I was a child. <laughs> I was convinced I was going to be a- You're working on your idol. Oh yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a choreographer when I was a kid. Cause of Paula Abdul. So this was like really cool moment, you know? Um, but anyways, you know, long story short, I had seen different complaints from massage therapists, but I took her in, um, massaged her and everything was great. Same thing. She afterwards, she was pretty pleasant to me and she didn't complain and she enjoyed her massage and only had good things to say. So, you know,
0: (laughs) yeah, it's just, you know, it's a world of, uh, uh, untalented massage therapists. Yeah. Making Paula's world miserable because they don't know what they're doing.
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll have to continue this podcast in another mm-hmm. episode and talk about our celebrity massage, ex- you know and
0: i don't know maybe if we don't name names Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna change names i'm gonna be like that john travolta what if i said it it for
1: you and then you say it for me so technically it's not you know
0: here's this so you know i know this episode's getting a little long so we can wrap it up but this is one thing that i learned from a celebrity client that was very revealing to me because i had several um you know five or six People who were on the A-list, so they were pretty pretty famous, um, and a couple of them I'd go to their homes. They were single. I would go to their homes, and you know, so you'd always kind of be like massage therapists. So like a lot of times they would be talking about some of the things that were going on in personal life and some of the challenges. And a couple of my clients always felt they had always they always felt lonely. Mm-hmm. Which is really weird because you know they live in huge houses up in the hills, and they're they're famous, and they're going to the Oscars, and they're doing all this stuff. And so, it like on the outside, you see them living this like life, right? The life that everybody thinks that they want. And then, but then the reality was that behind the scenes, they, so that was my. I always felt that way. I couldn't say that, like, yes, that's actually what's going on. But yeah, one day I worked on someone in the spa, who who was who's massively famous, and and they were talking about the fact of like. You know, when I was growing up, I, uh, I I always saw the entertainment world, but I didn't really want to be it. And 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 the one thing led to another, and then I ended up on you know doing this thing, and then I was a, a dancer on a thing, and then I had my own band, and then I was touring the world, and then all of my friends that I grew up with didn't want to talk with me because they felt like I was too famous, and and that wasn't the case. I'd just been you know nine months of of the year on the road, but my friends thought that that was me saying I was too busy, and and. <clears throat> They were talking about how when you get inducted into sort of that the celebrity land in Hollywood, there's like this transition period, right, where every a lot of famous people see that you're coming into that circle and they'll start calling you and say, hey, come to this party. Come hang out with us here. Come out that well, this particular person was like, "Ah, that wasn't my scene. I didn't really want to do that. So I just kept telling everyone. No, well, a few years later, I've been traveling the world, doing tours and concerts and all this sort of stuff. And then. My friends who aren't in the world, they don't understand that I'm on the road 10 months out of the year. All they know is that I haven't called returned their phone calls in nine months. And so they were saying eventually all of their childhood friends stopped hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem was, is they'd said no to everyone in Hollywood, where eventually Hollywood's like, okay, that person, they don't want to be in our club. That's fine. Some people don't want to be. Um, so then their childhood friends left them uh, kind of dropped them they didn't and they no were longer were no longer accepted in sort of the a list circles and so this is the phrase that got me that was really like wow wow and the person's like so you know Travis here's the the tabloids and everybody's following me around and they you know i'm on i'm on the cover of every magazine cuz i'm in the you know the number one show in history and and uh, and i come home and i have to fight my way literally through 50 paparazzi photographers to just to get to the gate, to get into my house, yeah. to which point they're taking pictures of me all the way to, I walk into my door and then I close the door and
1: then you're alone. where I'm
0: in <laughs> and I'm in an empty house all alone. Yeah. And you were just like, Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and then I realized that like, especially for my female clients that were female and famous, I think that was even worse because from a woman's perspective, it became is the guy in, dating me because he's really interested in me as a person, or is the guy dating me because he wants to be able to say like, Oh, I slept with that, you know, a list actress.
1: Yeah. With their intentions. And so it
0: gets to the point where you suddenly there, you can't really trust anyone. Cause you don't know if someone's really what their intentions really are. And, you know, that's a, a side effect of fame that most people don't ever think about is you get to a point where you're so famous. A- a- anyone who's not famous, who doesn't know you for the most part is trying to use you. Um, and I saw this a lot with my famous friends, as they were like, "Oh, you know, if I'm friends of, if I can become friends with Brad Pitt, that'll greenlight my film. I could care less about Brad Pitt as a person. I just want to use his name to get my film made." And so that ends up happening, where they, you know, you get to a point where, you know, and sometimes even you make friends with someone, and then you find out a year into it that they, it was all an act. They were really just being your friend because they were trying to, to, to capitalize on your fame. And so it creates this weird bubble where. On the outside, you have everything that everyone says they want, the fame, the fortune, the money, the parties, hanging out with famous people. And at the same time, you're also super lonely.
1: Yep. Yep. I agree.
0: On that (laughs) note, I'm Travis Cody. (laughs) And I'm Breezy Weeks. And this was another episode of Nothing In Particular.